So, you've tried visualizing your dream life every single day, you have tried scripting, you've even done the affirmations thing, but it just kind of hasn't done it for you. It hasn't felt good or it hasn't really worked. But you're still kind of into the idea of manifestation. It feels a little bit magical, you know, you see people having good results with it. If that's you, this is the podcast episode for you. Welcome to Grow With Intention, the podcast for people that want to create a life that feels really bloody good. I, like you, have always been kind of into the idea of manifestation. There are some problematic aspects of it and I'll probably dive into that a little bit in this podcast episode. But mainly what I want to focus on are ways to manifest that are practical, that actually work, and that have evidence behind them. A lot of this podcast episode I'm going to be talking about concepts that you already associate with manifestation and I'm going to twist them in positive ways so that they're a little more helpful and actionable and are designed in ways that actually work. And we're starting with one of the most commonly talked about ideas in the manifestation community, which is visualizing. So many people talk about visualizing and many famous people as well. Like we've all heard of Jim Carrey with his check in his pocket. Sarah Blakely, who talked about how she visualized herself being interviewed on Oprah 15 years before it happened. Idris Elba talked about how he visualized being given awards for his acting roles well before he was at that stage of his life. A lot of people in the manifestation community and the law of attraction community, right? Because those two are kind of linked. When you say, oh, well, my visualization isn't working, they might come back with, well, you're just not believing enough. That's a really big thing in this community that I've noticed that really puts me off it because it actually reminds me of a cult documentary that I watched recently. This is the Twin Flames cult documentary where whenever anyone in this cult was finding that they weren't getting their twin flame, even though they were using all of the tools, the cult leaders would be like, well, you're just not working through your blocks enough. It's your beliefs. It's your bad energy. That's why it's not working. It's really quite victim blamey and also just unhelpful. Like, what do you do with that feedback of you don't believe enough or you just have too many blocks? That's really not actionable. But once again, there are really good parts of the manifestation world and you really can pick and choose what you choose to practice and lean into. And when it comes to visualization, there are some really good reasons why visualization may not be working for you. And it doesn't have to do with the fact that you just don't believe enough or you're not doing enough. So Gabrielle Oettingen has actually studied visualization deeply for years and years. And in one study, she looked at 25 women who had enrolled in a weight loss program. I'm sorry, all of these studies always revolve around weight. I do apologize. It just happens to be the way. Some of these women were asked to imagine themselves successfully completing this weight loss program. Others were actually asked to imagine themselves in situations where they might be tempted to veer away from their weight loss program. So for example, they were at a work party, there was a heap of cake and they were asked to pick their own reactions. After one year, the women who pictured themselves as this super fantasy version of themselves that was very slimmed down, that just glazed past the donuts with ease and grace and didn't even get tempted by them, lost 24 pounds less than those who pictured themselves more negatively and more realistically. Obviously, this is a very small study, but she's gone on to replicate those findings again and again. She hasn't just done a little bit of work in the visualization field, she's done a ton of it. Essentially, what she's found is that really positive visualizing of wishes and dreams that you have in your life that aren't attached to the reality of what is and your past experiences actually hinder your success or they just don't help your success at all. So they're a waste of time. Visualization obviously does have its uses, but you shouldn't just be visualizing some fantasy land where you are a perfect human being and you have everything that you 
want and you don't have any temptations to veer off track from your path, etc, etc. That is a waste of your time and it could actually be hurting your cause. Maxwell Maltz actually has a book called Psycho-Cybernetics. It's not as based in evidence as Gabrielle Oettingen, but in it he is so, so clear about the fact that the person that you visualize when you visualize should be a very reasonable approximation of you. They should be neither more nor less than you are. So if you're visualizing yourself walking into the room with donuts and not even thinking about them when you know that you love a donut, that's an unrealistic positive fantasy. If instead you notice yourself getting tempted by the donut and then you use some strategy to help you manage that temptation, that is a more realistic and also helpful visualization technique. So keep Keeping that in mind, there are two types of visualization that are actually going to help you instead of hinder you. The first type of visualization is mental rehearsal, and this is something that I actually talk about a lot because it's so powerful. When you repeatedly go through the same situation, and with each experience you manage your feelings in response to that situation, and you manage your thinking in response to that situation, you naturally are going to get better at handling that situation. And the same thing happens if you experience that situation, but in your mind. This is actually a treatment that's often used for OCD and even traumatic stress reactions before they put their patients out into the real world to get exposed to these things that cause them deep fear therapists will get their patients to visualize their response to these things that they fear so deeply this is about hardwiring in a new response to certain stimuli through mental rehearsal and you can also do the same thing to move yourself towards your goals so think about any goal that you want to achieve whether it's starting a business or doing more meal prepping bring up the exact scenario that hinders you from achieving that goal so maybe every time that you think about meal prepping after work instead your mind is just like but damn wouldn't TikTok be so much more fun? And you end up lying on the couch and watching TikTok. You want to visualize that exact scenario as it is, not seeing yourself as more or less than you currently are, and notice that feeling come up of, wow, I'd way rather be watching TikTok. And then you want to manage that feeling. You want to pick a new response to that feeling, and you want to visualize that new response over and over again. Keep in mind that you actually need to evoke the unhelpful emotions in order for this visualization to be helpful because you're practicing a new response to them. Now let's talk about the second type of visualizations that will move you towards your dream life. Whoop. This is a bit more akin to the classic visualization that everyone knows about, but it also has a twist and it's also been validated directly by Gabrielle Oettingen, who has studied visualization for years. So WHOOP is actually an acronym, Wish, Outcome, Obstacle, Plan. First, you want to get clear on what your wish is. So maybe your wish is that you would meal prep after work. Visualize the outcome or what that would look like in your life. And then think of any obstacles that come up. So like we said before, it could be the feeling of, mm, I'd rather go on TikTok. Then get clear on your plan for how you're going to deal with that obstacle when it comes up. So maybe when you get that urge, instead you'll pop on an audiobook and you will start chopping. The second aspect of manifestation is affirmations. If you've literally done even a little bit of a deep dive into manifestation or the law of attraction, affirmations will have come up. And affirmations are interesting because a lot of people do find them really helpful. So Joanne Wood, who is a professor of psychology at the University of Waterloo, states in her research that among participants with high self-esteem, those who would repeat affirmation statements and focus on how it felt or how true it was, felt better than those who didn't, but only to a limited degree. These positive self-statements tend to benefit certain people, i.e. people that already have 
have high self-esteem, but they can actually be harmful to people who have low self-esteem. So if you've got a person with low self-esteem that is trying to repeat to themselves, I love myself over and over again, it's almost affirming the opposite because we're not dumb. We can tell we're trying to convince ourselves of something that we clearly don't believe is true. And by trying to convince ourselves of it, it's almost reaffirming the lack of truth behind it. And this is what she found as well. So when she had people with self-esteem, that was a bit lower, repeating the affirmation of I am lovable, their feelings about themselves and their mood actually got worse. They provide this really small boost to people who already have high self-esteem and they can actually make you feel worse if you have lower self-esteem. And I think affirmations can get really meta. There are a few reasons that I think that affirmations can be unhelpful. Firstly, they can make you judge yourself and judge your thoughts, which is just never helpful. If you are out here saying money flows to me freely, but you don't believe that, you're probably also judging yourself for not believing it. And when we judge the thoughts that we have, they actually become stickier because we're resisting them and what you resist persists. So the affirmation can actually have the opposite effect. Secondly, you can often say things in these affirmation tracks that actually feel really meaningless or really cheesy to you, which I think has a negative effect. In the affirmation tracks that I have on intention, I am always like, yeah, use your own words because that will be much more effective for you. A lot of the affirmation tracks are quite spiritual as well. So you'll hear an affirmation like, I am a goddess in my life. And if you're more of a practical girl and you're saying, I am the goddess of my life, you're going to be sitting there going like, oh my God, this is so dumb. Not that that is dumb, but you know, everyone has their levels of cringe that they can handle. Also, I think that you need to focus on statements that actually feel helpful to you. Focusing on statements that feel helpful to you is always going to be more helpful. So for example, money flows to me freely might feel really good for one person, but I'm capable of rebuilding my neural pathways when it comes to how I think about money might be a way more helpful affirmation for another person. I have affirmations on my app, so I'm not an affirmations hater. Ultimately, where I land with this is when it comes to affirmations, you need to notice how they make you feel and then you need to make a judgment call about whether they are helpful or unhelpful. I personally like to treat affirmations as little mental reminders, little reminders of helpful things that I think I should be reminding myself of. And that's what the affirmations on intention are about too. Now, there is a form of affirmation that's slightly different that has been shown to be helpful. It's evidence-backed. It's called self-affirmation, which is kind of confusing because it's not the typical affirmations that we're used to. Self-affirmation is about asking yourself questions that reaffirm your character, your capability, and your goodness. So for example, questions like, have you ever forgiven someone who hurt you? Have you ever been considerate of someone else's feelings? Have you ever encouraged a friend to pursue a goal? You want to answer those questions and you want to elaborate on those answers. That's self-affirmation. A study was done on smokers that answered these questions or read a leaflet about how important it is to stop smoking. The people that they asked these questions ended up with the greatest intentions to quit and it also had the biggest impact on the heaviest smokers, interestingly. A similar study was done on healthy eating. So some participants received information pamphlets on the importance of healthy eating. Other participants were asked the self-affirmation questions. The self-affirmation group ate significantly less fruits and vegetables over the next week. Basically, this is just thinking about your positive qualities that you already know to exist or thinking about examples of yourself demonstrating those positive qualities. Essentially, this is just dwelling on evidence that you're a good person and you do good things. This is something that I want to integrate on the Intention app, but I'm not totally sure how. I have to think on it. If you have any suggestions, please do let me know on Instagram. The next thing that is heavily associated with manifestation are vision boards. I love a vision board. You'll never hear me shitting on vision boards. I make a vision board every single year. 
And I've achieved a lot of the things that I put on my vision board. I had created an app on one of my vision boards, something I never thought would ever happen. It happened. I had a podcast on there at some point. Obviously, that's a thing now. I've had relationship goals on there, money goals that I've hit. I also just love the ritual of creating a vision board. It's a fun time. And I've also put things on my vision board that I haven't ended up achieving. So it's not this magical thing that immediately delivers you everything you want. Here are a few things that might be making your vision board less impactful. These are things I've done that it's easy for anyone to do. Number one, having pictures of the outcomes and not getting clear on the actions that you need to take to get to the outcome. So back to that visualizing section, when people had positive fantasies about the future, but they didn't think about the realistic aspects of their day-to-day life, they performed worse. The next thing you can do wrong with vision boards is not updating your vision board. I have made vision boards that have felt so inspiring in the moment, and then it's taken about a month before I've been like, actually, I don't want those things. And it's normal to change your mind, like that happens. But when you change your mind, you should be updating your vision board. The other area where we go wrong is not backing it up with a goal setting system like the one that I share on the life map or like the 12 week year or like any of the goal setting systems that exist. I actually recently created an entire video on creating a better vision board. So I'm going to direct you straight towards that if you're more interested in the vision boarding aspect of things. And I'm going to move straight on to letting go of limiting beliefs because this is everywhere in the manifestation community. I have a few bones to pick when it comes to letting go of of limiting beliefs. If you go to literally any Reddit thread about someone who's saying that their manifestation isn't working, the law of attraction isn't working for them, you will inevitably have someone commenting back and saying, well, you probably just have some limiting beliefs that are in your way. I think that you can achieve amazing and incredible things and you can have limiting beliefs along the way. If you look at Olivia Rodrigo, if you listen to her music, she clearly has some deep insecurities. If you listen to Taylor Swift's music, same, same. These are not women who are deeply confident in every area and aspect of themselves. I'm not saying that they're not confident women. They obviously have confidence, but you can tell just based on their lyrics, they have insecurities like every single human being on the planet. They're also some of the biggest names in music right now. You can have insecurities and you can achieve what you want. And I believe this down to my core. Robert Fritz has the greatest book on manifestation that I have ever read, Your Life is Art. And in it, he talks about how when you focus on the creation that you want to bring into the world instead of yourself, you can do most things in spite of the limiting beliefs you hold. And you need to have a dire desire to see the creation that you want in the world, whether that creation is like your dream home or a platform online or a website. If you care about bringing something to life enough, your limiting beliefs won't even appear in your mind because you care so much about that creation and bringing it to life. Even me, I have a platform of what 500,000 people. Sure, I'm not like a massive YouTuber, but even still I attract thousands of views every single week. That sounds so up it. But I have insecurities about my personality and about like how interesting of a person I am that pop up from time to time. Even still, I have this beautiful, amazing platform with this beautiful community in spite of those limiting beliefs. I truly do believe that if you care enough about your creations and the things that you want to bring in the world, you are fervently working towards them, you're obsessed with bringing them to life, your beliefs about yourself don't matter that much. What I'm not saying is that you shouldn't ever work through your limiting beliefs. Obviously, working through your limiting beliefs is helpful. If you really feel like they're stopping you from making things happen, 
work through them. I have a course on intention on how to work through limiting beliefs in a bit of an alternative way that I would recommend. I'll have that linked in the show notes. It is great to move through insecurities and it's great to move past weird ideas and assumptions that are holding you back. However, I think that it's very easy to get caught up with this idea of, well, I can't make progress and I can't achieve that because of all these limiting beliefs and I can't get past those limiting beliefs because they're so embedded in my psyche. That's just useless thinking. I think people can get way too caught up in the limiting belief thing when what they really need to be doing is asking themselves, what do I really want to create and how can I get obsessed with creating that outcome in my life in a way that helps me to bypass my limiting beliefs? We're going to move straight into the wrecks of the week. Every single podcast episode that I create, I have little wrecks of the week that will help you to dive deeper into the content of the episode. And the reason I want to move straight into this is because what I'm talking about, that's not really my idea. This is an idea from Robert Fritz. He created the best book on manifestation that I have simply ever read and it's going to vibe with you even if you're a little bit more practical leaning. If you've ever done something creative, if you've ever been obsessed with bringing something to life, you'll read this book and you'll be like, oh, I get it. I get what manifestation is. I would recommend his audiobook, which is called Creating. It's probably the more practical of his books. He also has Your Life as Art, which I would recommend reading too. I've already listened to this audiobook about three times. It resonates with me so much. It's the thing that's really made manifestation as a concept click. My next recommendation is an article in Mike, and it's called The Real Trouble with Manifesting Your Happiness. It talks about how harmful manifestation can be and the law of attraction. It is pretty balanced, so it recognizes that, you know, you can pick and choose the good bits of manifestation. You don't have to eat into the victim blamey growth aspects of manifestation. I just think it's important when it comes to this kind of thing that you understand different perspectives so that you can talk about it in a bit more of a nuanced way so that you don't become a little bit culty and start blaming people for not working past their blocks and telling people that the reason that they haven't achieved their goals is because of all their limiting beliefs. And the last recommendation is Rethinking Positive Thinking by Gabrielle Oettingen. Obviously this was going to be a wrap. If you're interested in the ideas that I shared, oh my god she has so many more ideas in her book. I highly recommend it. Now we are talking mini moves. We're wrapping it up with some mini moves that you can make that are immediately actionable, focused on the ideas in this podcast episode, because the whole point is not just to listen, but also to put these ideas into practice. Mini move number one is to use whoop. It'll take you literally maximum a minute to two minutes. Wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. Use it on that new friendship you want to create or that website you've been meaning to create forever. And mini move number two is to update your vision board or create your vision board with the action steps listed that you need to take to move yourself towards your goal. If you liked this podcast episode, you are going to love the content on my intention app. I feel like I plugged it enough in this episode, so I won't plug it again, but, but I will. It's down in the show notes if you want to download it. I appreciate you so, so much and I will be in your ears very soon. I'm still getting used to that ending bit in comparison to my YouTube videos, I usually say, and you'll see me soon, but you may not see me soon. You'll hear from me soon. All right, much love.